Easter are times for us to remember the suffering of our Savior and what he went through to gain forgiveness and eternal life for us. But there are also opportunities to spend time with our family, our children, and grandchildren. Speaking of grandchildren, did you know that millions of grandparents are raising their grandchildren? Are that grandparents are often the ones that impact their grandchildren's faith life the most. As grandparents, it's important that we talk about our faith with our grandchildren. So how do we share our faith with our grandchildren? That's our topic today as I interview Dr. Richard Hardell. He's the former executive director of Youth and Family Institute and the author of many books, devotions, and resources. Dick is also a grandparent, and so am I. So stay tuned today for the Family Shield radio program. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Welcome, Dick. We're uh, on the air. I hope you're there. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I am there. <laughs> okay, very good. I didn't see that uh, light come on. Uh, I am so excited about today, but I'm like, oh, this is going to go so quickly. Um, it's great to talk to you again. And um, Dick, uh, you are a grandparent, as I am. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about your grandchildren? Uh, certainly. Well, I'm kind of a typical grandparent in the United States. Um, for most grandparents, your children are at least 400, or your grandchildren are about 400 miles away. <laughs> That's not always true. And so for those of you who have your grandchildren near you, that is a great blessing. It is yeah, neat. It really but my is. grandchildren live in uh, Pennsylvania, in the northeastern part of, or north central part of uh, Pennsylvania, and I live in Montana. A, I have two grandchildren, um, uh, ages, ages, uh, let's see, Nikki's 12, and so Ryan's 10. And it's just been a delight uh, sharing, uh, sharing my faith with them, growing together, learn, learning from them, learning with them. Uh, I just love any opportunity I have to uh, communicate with them. And we do it. We do it through video chat sometimes, and sometimes just on the phone. We email each other. They also like to re- get regular mail, so oh, I yeah. I write things that way and send it to them also. Okay. And I have, just uh, for our listeners to know, three grandchildren, and I'm like you, Dick. My grandchildren are in Austin, Texas. Our oldest is Seth, who's 10, Elizabeth is 7, and Luke is 3. And uh, so being a grandparent from afar uh, takes extra time and energy, and and maybe we do it a little bit differently. But today we want to talk about why grandparents are so important in the faith life of their grandchildren. And I just want to alert our listeners to the fact that uh, Dr. Hardell prepared a special Bible study for our listeners. Anyone that would want one, we will get them to you, and I'll share a little bit more later. But grandparents as faith as mentors of the faith, and it's a four-part key Bible study uh, using the um, four keys for nurturing faith in the home, and I love it. Thank you so much. We're uh, maybe you could just make a little comment about that right now as we begin. Well, yes, the Bible study is designed that you can do it with your grandchildren or with your with your children or with your friends, um, and it's designed that we we talk about that role of uh, of, of grandparents both. Both the role of the grandparents in our lives, who are grandparents, 
uh, as well as uh, our our role in the lives of our grandchildren or great grandchildren. And it just it's around the four key faith practices: caring conversations, devotions, service from our faith, and traditions that. Uh, rituals and traditions that are within the family, within the church, that always keep us connected to God. Some of them we create our own. Some of them are always been by the church. So, and it's it's very interactive, and you just and there's all kinds of choices. So, um, and it's on one page. It's like a placemat. I designed mm-hmm. it like a placemat. I can uh, see so how be- you could, uh, with your children, get a larger piece of construction paper. Let them draw some pictures around it. Put this on it, and then lam- laminate it so that you can keep using it. Is that what you do, Dick? Well, I used to laminate them <laughs> because I thought it would, and, and then I learned not to do it, and oh. I just use, I guess I can write them. I've written so many of them, and I, and just I can write them faster than my, my grandkids can, uh, can use them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just been fun. And so one, you know, one is I, you don't want to give a family too much, right. and sometimes you just take one little thing. That's all you have one to do. One question, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and we'll I'll, I'll touch a little bit on that again. Um, but um, but just this whole imp- why is um, uh, faith more caught than taught? Yeah, it's a uh, the Holy Spirit shapes faith always, and when you read the when you read the Bible accounts, especially in the Gospels, as Jesus is creating all these relationships, and it's through the relationships that faith is. Is caught. It's modeled for for young children. Um, they learn by by experience, by doing things together in the relationship, and by what they see more than the words. They don't always understand the words at different age levels, but they do catch on to the actions, and they become a vital part of it. So, doing stuff with grandpa and grandma, or uncle and aunt, or godparent, or mom and dad, uh, becomes the most positive way. Uh, and opportunities for the Holy Spirit to shape faith and, uh, and, and to experience things together. It just being together, mm-hmm. uh, is just powerful way that, that, uh, that God works in the lives of children and, and grandparents and parents. Well, I want to just ask you some things that you do with your grandchildren, both from afar and when you're with them. But I want to rec- help you, I hope you recall at one point, uh, you shared a story, a devotion that you did with your grandchildren at night, and it was Jonah in the whale, uh, or the big fish. Do you remember doing that? And can you share what you did with the kids? Because <laughs> yes, it was I like can do it real shortly. Uh, and great. Uh, it yeah. is how you use a Bible study when my children were younger, uh, although they still like this story because it's been so much a part of their life, and they like me to tell the story. But when I would tuck them in at night, uh, it, it, uh, we would, we would, uh, I would just use things that are around, you know, <laughs> these are kids, so, mm-hmm. so grandkids, you know, so they're, they're, uh, there's stuff all over their rooms. And so I'd use the shoe and the sock, and I told him the story of Jonah who ran away, didn't want to do what God wanted to do. And, but he, and he went to the, uh, he went to the boat, uh, he went to a boat, he was going to run away and sail away. And my grandson would say, we, we would say, we're not going to do it, God. We'd just say that. And mm-hmm. then, and then we'd use a sock for being Jonah and put him inside the shoe, and then the, uh, the covers would become the sea, and we'd go up and down and create that, and that, that somebody has displeased God, and, and the, and the, and I would uh, kind of use a sock pu- puppet, and, and uh, I, uh, oh, I did it, I did it, I was something like that. 
Well, then we'll throw him off, and we throw him off, and of course the big waves, and we did the we did the sound of the storm and everything else, and and the and the and the, and the boat goes up in the air, and the sock flies out, and then when uh, when you read the story of Jonah, especially in chapter two, God saves Jonah with a great fish that comes up and swallows him, and if you read it carefully, when Jonah's in Jonah's in the belly of the fish, he begins to sort out what are the things that take him under. It's a prayer time. Mm-hmm. So when, and up comes a great fish in, and he swallows Jonah, and we go, we go under the covers, and you do it so you can breathe, of course, <laughs> and stuff. You have to be very careful with that. And we have a flashlight, and then, and then with my grandson, we talk, and, and we, we begin to do kind of a confession. What are some things that may not have gone well for us uh, today? And uh, it's kind of a confession, and we give them to God. That's what Jonah does in mm-hmm. his prayers. Most of the things that take us under are not ours. They belong to something else, and we don't have control of them. We've got to learn to give them to God. And then, and then the fish came up, and it burped, and it belched, and out came Jonah, and we come from under the covers, and, uh, and God was with Jonah and rescued him. Then I cover, uh, I cover them up for sleep and, and uh, kiss them goodnight, make the sign of the cross on their forehead, and say, God loves you, and wide awake or sound asleep, you are always covered by the grace of God. Mm. So it's kind of a Bible study mm-hmm. and a blessing uh, uh, for, uh, to, to say goodnight to your, uh, to your grandchildren. It's great. And children learn so much more when we're doing actions with them. That's what teachers do with books. And I know I have, with my children and my grandchildren, done Bible charades where we would act out stories from the Bible. But I love that. I've never done that one. And I love that because that's an example of the kind of devotion that parents and grandparents can have with their children. And do you think your grandchildren are going to remember that when they're old and tell their children what you did in that devotion, or maybe even do that devotion with their own children and grandchildren? Yes, I'm oh. losing you a little bit on the phone oh, here. Oh, okay. Uh, I said, do, I got, don't I got, you I think... I got the last one. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, my you... grandchildren now tell me the stories when I'm with them. Oh, and I they? think that's always important to yeah. keep in mind. When they're younger, uh, you tell the stories uh, uh, to them a, a lot, and but then don't invite them to tell the story back to you. It's amazing what oh, they remember. Sure. Yeah. And now at 10 and 12, they tell me the stories. Yeah. And uh, remember this part, Grandpa, and remember this uh-huh. part. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is wonderful because, again, God is working in the lives of your grandchildren also. Mm-hmm. And in that relationship, the Holy Spirit is shaping and building your faith as well as through your grandchildren to you. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, um, I, I think my children uh, are raising their children to be Christians and and are active in the church, and I believe yours are too. But in our world today, many times the grandparents are the only people in grandchildren's lives that have faith and talk about faith. The The parents may not. So it's just critical that as grandparents, we do learn how to share our faith with our grandchildren. Let's talk just a little bit more. What else do you... uh do with your grandchildren, and what else would you want to share with our listeners, Dick? Well, it's, it, it's, 
it's neat to connect to some of the the traditions within your own home. Like uh, we're it's it's Lent right now, which is a which is a, a time of focusing on the cross of Jesus Christ that the church has set aside uh, as part of this circle uh, of uh, telling God's story, and we're looking at our sins and 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 how important the cross is. So one of the things uh, I do is I. I I, I invite my uh, my grandchildren to guess how many crosses are hanging in Grandpa's house, in Grandpa and Grandma's house. Mm. And they've been here a couple of times in Montana uh, to see, and they know we've got a lot of crosses. They know that Jesus is very important to us by those symbols. And 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 so they guess, and then I'll tell them what it is. And I said, now count how many uh, how many crosses or symbols of God are in your house. Oh. And then ask your mom and dad to tell you the story about the cross. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, I, and I said, both the story, uh, God's story about the cross, and then one of the crosses. One of the crosses that's hanging in their house was made by my father. Uh-huh. And so it's a story about their great-grandfather yeah. to know that he, too, loved Jesus. So picking you know, symbols and pictures that are important to you as a grandparent and uh, and sharing those with your grandchildren, symbols in the church are are not important, or, and in our home, the symbols of God's presence are not important in themselves. They're important for the stories behind them. And when you tell the stories, again, it's the relationship. Your children love it because it's from your heart, and from your heart, the Holy Spirit continues to shape faith. You know, um, Dick, it was funny. I only wrote a few things down because I knew the program, you would have lots of ideas. But the Bible verse that I selected was 2 Timothy 1, verse 5. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives also in you. And I noticed on your Bible study that that's the same verse you had for a devotion that grandparents can do with their grandchildren. The one of the reasons I love that verse is because my mother's name was Eunice. Um, but uh, but it also is a great verse because it shows how families pass on the faith from grandparent to yeah, it truly does. Grandchildren. Uh, St. Paul is writing this letter to uh, a, a young. Uh, a young man that he's mentoring in the faith, and in fact, it follows, this verse follows about him laying hands on him, which is ordaining him to be a pastor, and uh, it's just powerful that uh, that Timothy's seminary was his grandmother and his mother, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just wonderful to understand, again, how powerful those relationships are, and how important then it is for us as grandparents to share the faith. And as you mentioned, um, the, uh, how important the grandparents are, because sometimes our children aren't as connected, uh, and we have a different connection with our grandchildren. And, and in most cases, the research shows that, um, that people over 65 years old are the most church people in the United States. They know that they're, they're almost the last generation that, uh, that knows the Bible stories by heart. And, and knows both God's story, the scripture stories in Bible, uh, in the Bible, and can tell what God stories about what God has been doing in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I have just a, a few announcements, and then we'll come back to continue discussing uh, grandparents and their impact on their grandchildren as they share their faith with them. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. 
To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Choice. Or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836, and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate? Most people want to give the majority of their assets to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. Uh, I want to come back to my guest, Dr. Richard Hardell, um, and uh, he's a friend, so I'm calling him Dick, and I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Dick, I, I said in the opening that you are the uh, former executive director of Youth and Family Institute. You're an author of many books, devotions, um, articles, and um, I know you stay really busy. If you have anything else to share about uh, what you do now that you're retired and stuff? Uh, well, yes, um, you know, I continue to write. I, I just care so much about uh, uh, equipping people to pass on the faith. Um, I'm just teaching a class now for parents with young children uh, that's teaching, um, teaching the Bible with children, youth, and families, and, and uh, using different Bible story books to just learn, to help them learn how to, uh, uh, to tell the Bible stories by heart. Mm-hmm. This is so important to do. Uh, that's there, and I'm teaching these families how to pray, uh, different ways of prayer. Prayer doesn't have to be five minutes, six minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, devotions can be, uh, you know, one minute long, and how to do how to do uh, devotional moments uh, with kids. And 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 what you quoted before, and you're talking about the kids going for a walk mm-hmm. and letting them wonder about God and those kind of things. I I teach them how to do that as well, and I I still write a lot of things. I uh, I, I write more books and. Um, and I, and I work in our congregation where I'm not, I'm not the pastor of, I'm retired, but I, um, um, but I, I teach as much as I can and I, I do as much leading as, as they ever asked me to do. 
Yeah, that's great. I had, and I should say this, I, I put in our email newsletter our upcoming programs, and I was at the Lutheran Education Association convention in Cincinnati, and someone that I know walked up to me, and they said, I know you have someone really famous coming up on the program. And I'm like, well, let me see, who who was that? And then he goes, Dick Hardell. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Dick's going to be a guest, and he is famous. He's all, he I don't know if you're still traveling, but you you are just such a motivational speaker and uh, and writer as well. So I want to again encourage our listeners to order. Uh, just you know, it's free. There's no no cost for it. The Bible study that you wrote. Um, what else do you do to help grandparents share their faith with their grandchildren? Well, I'm also uh, I, I I really work hard with connecting faith formation and living well in Christ. And uh, I do a lot of work with, uh, interesting enough, all my ministry, you know, for like for 40 years as a, uh, as a Lutheran pastor, I was, I was always working with children, youth, and families. And now most of the times I get invited to work with people my age or older, <laughs> since I'm 66. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I just love it because you cannot, um, you cannot teach the faith and pass on the faith to children and youth if we aren't strengthening adults and the strongest gift we have is again our grandparent age people and and to realize that all these children not, to be a child of God uh, it doesn't have to do with whether they're a blood member of our family but a faith member of our family and and we all have a relationship to uh, to pass on the faith and so I um, you know other congregations call me to come and do workshops and and uh, and to do seminars and conferences and or write something for them and I um, I I, I'll, I do that because I just love to um, I love to help them as much as I can. You bet, you bet. Now, let's for the next five, well, we may not even have five minutes left, but let's focus on um, grandparenting from afar, because you and I both are doing this, and it's a little bit different. You don't see them every week or even every other week. Uh, tell us some things that you do. You mentioned snail mail which I do regularly as well. Uh, what else do you do to Well, I think probably the most connect. important thing that I do is, uh, and, I'm, and I know you too, Kay, I know you so well, is that, uh, that we pray for our grandchildren mm. every day, and mm. sometimes, many, many times during the day. And uh, the interesting thing is, so often... Uh, children and grandchildren hear, well, I, I pray for you. I, in fact, I wish they would hear that more often from other people, but they don't know what that sounds like or looks like. So when I'm on the, when I'm on the phone with them, and I know you do this also, is I do pray out loud for them. Okay. And if I'm emailing them and I send them the prayer rather than just say, I, I pray for you. I want them to know what the prayer looks like. If I'm doing regular postal service mail, I write the prayer out mm. for them with their name in it and special, because it's a way God uh, works in it. So then uh, whenever they hear me talk about uh, praying for somebody, they know what that's like, because that's they great. know Grandpa prays for them. And in your case, Grandma prays for uh, for them. They know what it looks like and, yeah. sound, and sounds like. I really encourage people to do I that. I have not been writing the prayers out. I love that, Dick. I don't. Um, I always tell them, you know, and we, we, my daughter always lets us know different things we need to pray for. My uh, daughter called the other day because uh, she was at the doctor with the seven-year-old who might have strep and 
my three-year-old grandson, Luke, wanted to talk to Grandma, and I was out of town traveling, but she called me on my cell phone because you have to capture that three-year-old when he's ready to <laughs> talk, and, yeah. and he was just so cute. Hi, Grandma, and uh, went on to tell me things that I couldn't understand, and when I, I finally asked my daughter, she said, he was saying, I miss you, I want you to come and see me at my house. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, it's challenging when it's when your grandparents from afar, but there are ways that you can do more. What else do you do? Well, I um, uh, I send them. Uh, they're a little older now, but and so I have to I have to work harder at that. But early on, I sent them uh, pictures. Um, it's actually from a resource that Vibrant Faith Ministries uh, or the Youth and Family Institute. Uh, it was called back then. Um, had and it's called Four Key. Um, coloring book and, and family activity, and I would make copies of that and send that to them and have them do the activity or color the picture and then mail it back to me, and then we would talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some were Bible stories and some were connected to things we do in our, our worship life and in the church and things they do in their home, but all of it is about either caring conversations about God or or, or very strong uh, biblical work, devotional work, um, or uh, or service that we do from our faith, or 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 th- things that are just traditions in our family that connect with times of the year and holidays that always connect us with God. All right, good. We have two minutes left. Any closing thoughts that you have for our listeners? Well, one, you know, to, to remember that uh, again, that faith is caught more than it's taught. It is taught. But it's caught more, so that our modeling the faith is important, and your role is there uh, is so important. Well, when you're with children, they're learning constantly. Uh, that's there, and I, I encourage you uh, to pray for your children, and but not just pray for them, but pray with them and teach them how, and teach them how to tell the uh, tell the Bible stories. Um, there's a wonderful. Um, uh, Jerome, Dr. Jerome uh, Berryman created Godly Play, and it's a way of using little uh, figures and and, uh, and and telling the Bible stories. And they tell Jesus the Good Shepherd uh, uh, using these figures, and the, and it happens all in their backyard, kind of connecting it with a God who's there right now. That's the power of uh, of Easter: is we have a God who is alive and lives within us and mm-hmm. gives us the Holy Spirit you to bet. continue to. Grow grow and grow in our faith so that we can share God's stories so others know the love of Jesus uh, also. All right. And my guest has been Dr. Richard Hardell. Uh, Don't forget that uh, we have that Bible study for you, grandparents as mentors of the faith. Uh, Family Shield invites you to support our ministry. You can uh, send your donation to Family Shield Ministries. P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can learn more on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. And you can hear this program and other programs that we've done at any time, 24-7, at www.globalgospelbeacon.com. Listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. 
To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Thank you.